Welcome to Let's Hear It. Let's Hear It is a podcast for and about the field of foundation and nonprofit communications, produced by its two co-hosts, Eric Brown and Kirk Brown. No relation. Well said, Eric, and I'm Kirk. And I'm Eric. The podcast is sponsored by the John S. and James L. Knight Foundation and the Lumina Foundation. Thank you so much for your generous support. We're talking to people about their work and what's happening in the field with the hopes of making this growing arena a little more accessible to us all. You can find Let's Hear It on any podcast subscription platform. You can find us on Twitter at Let's Hear It Cast, and you can email us at hello at Let's Hear It Cast.com. Let us know if you have any thoughts about what you hear today, including people we should have on the show. And if you like the show, please, please rate us on iTunes so more people can find us. Yes, what he said. Now, let's get to the show. Let's hear it. And here we are. It's Let's Hear It in the run-up to ComNet. That's right. Woo, Mr. Woo, Brown, woo-hoo. who are we listening to this week? This <laughs> is a very important special edition of Let's Hear It in honor of the rapidly soon-to-be-upon-us Communications Network Conference 2019. These, Mr. Brown? <laughs> the soon-to-be-upon-us. Can you stand it, Kirk, is my question for you. So exciting. You, you've said on this air that this is your favorite week of the year. It is my so, favorite. It's better than yeah. going on vacation. Yeah. yeah Can you believe it's it? A, it's almost like the holidays are upon us or it's something like holidays. that. It's the holidays. Actually, <laughs> Thanksgiving is my favorite day of the year, but ComNet <laughs> is my favorite week of the year. So what we have is a special, this is a special bonus edition of Let's Hear It. And I sat down and talked with Carrie Klein, who's the Deputy Director of Events and Community at the Communications Network, mm. and Tristan Mohabir, who's the Director of Operations and Editorial at the Communications Network. So these are the two staff per- people who are responsible in so many ways for ensuring that the Communications Network conference is great. Oh, and I, so I will say to in Sean Gibbons' um enduring kind of whatever it as as, what a nice thing that he did i i called him up and said hey sean you want to come and talk about the conference he said you know what talk to carrie and tristan they're fabulous and this is going to be a much more fun conversation so good for sean uh i don't necessarily agree no okay i didn't mean that (laughs) (laughs) What I'm saying is it's great to hear from Sean, but it's so fabulous to hear from Carrie and Tristan who are working their, you know, legs, arms and legs off to make sure and the rest of the the communications network staff to make sure that this is a great conference. So it's especially fun and cool to hear from them. Oh, my goodness. Well, let's hear it has been nothing but an essay in generosity. And so for these guys to take time out during this of all times to talk with us about this, uh, the communications network. So thank you so much, you guys. And let's listen and then we'll come back and we'll talk, Eric. Great. Welcome, everybody, to a very, very special bonus edition of Let's Hear It. And we're, we're talking again this week about communications network 19 in Austin. And my guests this time are Carrie Klein, who's the Deputy Director of Events and Community at the Communications Network, and Tristan Mohabir, who's the Director of Operations and Editorial at the Communications Network. And I'm, well, I always say this, I'm really excited about ComNet, which is, I think you you guys both know my 17th, I think it's true, my 17th consecutive ComNet. But I want to talk with the two of you about what you're excited about this year. So first of all, thanks so much, both of you, for coming on the show. Thanks for having us, Eric. We're really excited, too. Yeah, thanks, Eric. So uh, first start, I just want to get, I want everybody out there to know 
you two a little better. And <laughs> it's really funny because this is kind of like a two truths and a lie thing because the, both of you have really interesting backgrounds. And I guess, Carrie, you speak Mandarin and Tristan, you one on Jeopardy. Like, does that make, do you get more interesting people in a room than that? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's possible, but I guess in the context of uh you know, this podcast, we might be up there. <laughs> well, Tristan's also been on, uh, as a kid, he was on Nickelodeon too. So it's Jeopardy and Nickelodeon. That's wow. hard to beat. That is like, that is the exacta. The question is, when will you get the trifecta? What will be the third? Maybe the Yeah, third. I, don't, I was gunning for who wants to be, be a millionaire, but I think they shut that down. So I'm going to have to find some alternate alternate option. All right. But you're an ambitious and accomplished human being. So... For, for folks who meet, who see you in Austin, they should just ask you about Jeopardy because that's really important. And they can ask you, Carrie, about Mandarin. How do you, Why is it you that you speak Mandarin? Yeah, well, I lived in China for a couple of years. I studied abroad there in college and was there with the Fulbright program. And um, Mandarin's the kind of, uh, I feel like I'll always be trying to learn it and speak it my whole life. But I do, you know, speak a bit. Well, that's pretty cool. Let's talk about all right, let's talk about Communications Network. Let's talk about the conference as well. Um, and Carrie, I guess I'll just start with you. What are you most excited about for next week? So we're recording this the week before the conference. Uh, what, what's You must be, uh, first of all, up to your eyeballs and work, but what are you most excited about? The people. I'm so excited to meet all of these amazing people and see everybody come together. Um, we've been working with you know our board and host committee, and we have... 49 community ambassadors. Um, I think we have about 30 something breakout speakers and everybody's just been incredible to learn from and um, everybody's very passionate about what they do. So just seeing everybody come together and really getting to connect in person is what I cannot wait for. I mean, of course, I'm super excited to see, you know, Stacey Abrams and Janet Mock and um, all of our keynotes, but just seeing all of these great people that I've been emailing back and forth with and on calls with for the past couple of months sounds like it's going to be a huge highlight. And this, this is your first communication network conference, yes, is that right? Yes, it's, it's my first, yes. <laughs> so talk about the community, the, the community network. That's a pretty new thing for these conferences, and you've taken it to another level. What's, what is, what's all that about, and why should anyone care? Yeah, so we've spent the past year really intentionally thinking about how can we make sure that we're building community and getting people to connect. And part of what we've been looking at is how can we set up an experience? How can we create an experience where everyone feels like they belong and they feel really welcome? And we have started um, creating community ambassadors. And these are groups, cohorts of about um, 15 to 20 people who all have a community ambassador. Eric, I know you're one this year, so thank you for that. Um, And ultimately, we're trying to get people to connect before the conference, you know, through email, getting to know each other. We've had some really great exchanges where people are sharing pictures from their summer trips and, you know, talking about themselves as a, a real person versus just like, oh, this is my title and this is where I work. And then on site, there's different times where the community groups will meet up and uh, connect, you know, anything from walking over to our welcome reception together to having people to sit with for breakfast on the first day of the conference. And so, again, we've just been really mindful of 
a big part of ComNet is not just, you know, the programming and, and what you're learning, but it's really how you connect with the people around you. And so the community groups are a way to, to, to try to help people meet each other in a more authentic and real way. And so if someone got an email from some <laughs> random email from somebody that they don't know that says something about a community network, they should open it, right? Yes, please. <laughs> you should. They're not being spammed. They're, they're not some weird person. Tristan, this is your fifth. Is this your fifth ComNet? It's actually my sixth. Your my sixth. first was in, uh, in Philly in, in Philly. 2014. Yeah, so this is number six. How do you think that these two conferences will compare? Oh, well, I mean, the first and most obvious one is probably the size and scale. I think when we were in Philadelphia, we had about 400 or so folks join us. And we're going to be close to a thousand in Austin. So that's probably the biggest difference. And I think from year to year, we've we've tried to listen and learn and improve. Uh, and that's manifesting itself in different ways, like the community groups that Carrie just talked about. Um, but we're also putting a lot of intentionality behind keeping that communal feel despite the size. So we wanted to feel like a gathering, not just a run-of-the-mill conference. And... Um, you know, the more people I meet, the more exciting it gets because it makes the work we do tangible and real. We sit in an office. Uh, the network HQ is just five people. I don't know if people know that, but we sit um, probably like a, I don't know, less than a hundred square foot office. <laughs> you're, fi- you're five people. You're five people, but you you act like you know thousands. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, our strength is in the network and everybody we rely on, but. Um, it just makes it all so real, and it's really exciting to see everybody I know at the conference and meet all the new faces who join us every year. So that's one of the things I'm most excited about, is just reconnecting and also forging new relationships. And that's what we hope uh, people who attend ComNet get out of it, too. You know, building their personal networks, building a professional network, making friends. That's, that's I think, the spirit of what we're trying to achieve. What uh, A thousand people is a lot of people, and that can feel pretty intimidating. How do introverts survive such a, a gathering? I know you're saying you're trying to make it more intimate, but so, what kind of examples can you give me that you're making it a, able, you know, making it a great experience for people who don't like to be surrounded by 999 of their closest friends? Well, we have all different types of programming. So again, you know, we hope that if you are having any concern with walking into a room with everybody, that you'll connect with your community ambassador first, because that's really the point of the community groups is to making sure to make sure that everybody feels like they have somebody they can connect with and it's creating smaller groups. But then we also have different types of programming. So what we learned last year is we have, you know, your typical breakout sessions where we'll have anywhere from 50 to 200 people in a room with a, you know, a big presentation at the front of the room and different speakers. But we realized that there was a need to create smaller space for people to have more conversational type um, breakouts. And so we're having dialogues again this year. Those are more, they're smaller around the table type discussions. um, And they're really meant to be more peer-to-peer learning and they're facilitated by somebody on a specific topic but this is so we can again create the space that allows for more people to participate and to connect and if you don't want to stand up in a room with you know 200 people and ask a question a dialogue where there might only be five eight or ten people sitting around a table is a much more approachable place to do that yeah i i like them and as you know i'm a real introvert (laughs) 
<laughs> I was really frightened by people. But the other thing is that, okay, every conferences have themes. And sometimes the themes, if you ask me, and I'm not saying the combat conference, but other themes are, are lame. You know, a theme of connection or a theme of, I don't know, whatever, underwater welding. And the theme this year is belonging and building community. Now, I happen to be addicted to belonging. <laughs> I've been, I don't know, drinking at the trough of, of John Powell, who has been writing a lot about othering and belonging. And I, I understand it. I connect with it. And I'm a cynical person. What does this theme mean to you guys? And how do you actually take a theme from being something lame to being something meaningful? Uh, Eric, to make it personal, I mean, I'm an introvert. And every year at ComNet, there's this energy that I you can't help becoming a part of it. And I think that's what we're trying to get at. I think the idea of belonging to me, I can only speak for myself, but it's, um, you know, we're all working towards a common goal at the end of the day. All the people who come to ComNet have this idea in mind that whatever their issue is, they're trying to make the world a better place. And I think if you keep that in mind, it helps allay some anxieties you may have about meeting new people if you're an introvert and all that that goes along with it. But at the end of the day, we're all in this together. And everything that we're doing at ComNet, whether it's the programming or the facilitated discussions or the intentional networking time, all of that, that is geared toward helping everybody who's at ComNet connect with each other, learn from each other, and ultimately do your work better in pursuit of a better world. Um, so that's what the idea means to me. And I hope that what we can achieve in Austin is making people feel more comfortable just learning from each other, uh, saying hi to one another, because that's sometimes all it takes. You know, if you see somebody who's smiling, go up to them, and chances are you have something in common, and that's the work you're doing is oriented to making some issue that's going to make people's lives better advance. Carrie, what what does belonging and building community mean to you? As we're, you know, talking about these elements we're building into the conference, a big piece of belonging is making sure that we're giving people the space to show up as their true self, you know, to take off their mask and to really show people who they are. Um, we found that a lot of other conferences you go to, and again, it's all about where do you work? What's your title? You know, it's very, it's not actually looking from person to person. It's much more, you know, how is this net, this connection going to like advance my career or whatever. So we're really trying to make sure that people are open to sharing more about themselves. And that might be through connecting with your community groups, or it might be through having these smaller dialogue discussions where somebody can be like, Hey, look, all of these things are great, but in theory, when I'm trying to implement them within my organization, I'm really struggling and I'm having a hard time here. Who has advice for me? So figuring out ways where we can be real and creating the space where people can show up as themselves and not feel like they need to hide anything or put on just their most professional you know, hat at that time. It's also true that you pick fun places because it kind of makes that opportunity to connect with people that much easier. And Austin is one of those kinds of places. It does, I don't know, it just kind of lends itself to connecting with people and going out, listening to music or wh whatever it is. What are some of the things about Austin that people absolutely positively should do if they have the chance? 
Well, I think the obvious one is eat some barbecue. I was in Austin uh, in <laughs> March, I think. March? Oh, no, actually May. I've had a couple of bachelor parties this year, but my Austin bachelor party was in May. And I- Well, how many times are you getting married? Oh, it's not my bachelor party. It's my friends. This is the year of weddings for me. I think it's the mad dash before everybody turns 30 for some reason. Ah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. the food is amazing, so that's probably number one. And then the live music scene, a close second, I guess. You really can't beat it. At least you can't beat it out of the places I've been for combat. So eat some barbecue, see some live music, and you'll be pretty set. Kara, do you have a favorite place in Austin that you recommend? Yeah, well, also there's um, our hotel where the conference is taking place is pretty close to um, the water. So there's like a lot of fun uh, trails and paths you can walk along, which is really nice. But yeah, as Tristan mentioned, definitely hit up Sixth Street, um, listen to some live music. The Arts District is also a really cool place to walk around. There's a lot. But I think the big thing with Austin for me is just how incredibly friendly and helpful everybody has been. We've We have this amazing host committee who has helped us really plan everything and make sure we're leaning into a lot of what makes Austin unique and special. And everybody has been so friendly. We have been really fortunate to um, connect with just a ton of people throughout the city. And again, just the generosity and support and how friendly everybody has been has been a huge, huge thing for making, I think, Austin a really unique and special place. And then there's the actual conference. What what are some of the and you know what are some of the breakouts? Some of the uh, you already mentioned Stacey Abrams, Janet Mock. Obviously, really exciting to have those folks come and spend time with us is is really great. What are some of the other things that people are should be looking for? For example, like if I'm a if this is my first comnet, what are the kinds of sessions that you think I would benefit from? And if it was my 17th ComNet, what are the kinds of sessions that you think I would benefit from? I know that you're trying to create programming that's valuable for people at all stages of their career and with all levels of experience. I definitely recommend checking out our field trips. We have seven different trips to places all around Austin, and they're really cool. Anything from the Texas Tribune to South by Southwest to the LBJ Library and Whole Foods Whole Kids Foundation, just a lot of really cool places. And so those are right before the conference kicks off, groups of about 10 to 15 people who will go and tour these different places and hear kind of more about behind the scenes and, and how communications really has made these places take off. Um, So I definitely recommend those. We also have tracks to help people navigate through all the breakout sessions because we know there's a lot going on and there's a ton to do and to take in. Um, One of the things we're also doing to kind of help ease people's FOMO is we have note takers in each of the breakout sessions. Uh, We're calling them scribes this year. And so if you're really torn between going to two or three of the breakout sessions, we will be sharing notes post-conference. So that way, you know, you're still gaining that info. And um, it's really in the spirit of making sure we're taking all of the lessons and knowledge learned at ComNet and sharing it across the field. 
And then, you know, I have to say our in conversations with uh, some of Austin's leading innovators, which are taking place on the main stage during um, our concurrent breakout sessions are also really incredible. We were on a call the other day with Hugh Forrest of South by Southwest talking about his session. And it's incredible to see how that gathering event conference, I don't know what you would call South by because it's now such a huge thing just how it's taken off and where they've come from and the lessons learned. So I I would definitely recommend thinking about going to the in conversations because while they're about different things happening in Austin, they have a ton of different communication takeaways and, and lessons learned. Tristan, is there one session that you just aren't going to miss? Yeah, I was going to add to what Carrie was mentioning. Uh, Well, so Eric, you know, whether it's your first or your 17th time, the sector and the field changes so frequently and sometimes so dramatically. That's what they tell me. That there's always going to be something for you to learn, right? Let's hope. And in today's, I guess, uh, climate, it's really hard to build consensus around issues. I think we can all agree on that. So the session that I'm probably most interested in is one of our keynotes, and that's Desmond Mead, who is uh, representing the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition, which is this year's Clarence B. Jones Impact Award winner. And what they did uh, in my home state of Florida, born and raised, is they built, I think, a a majority of 67% of the population. They got 67% of Floridians to vote to restore voting rights to uh, felons who had served their time. And I think nonviolent felons, something like that. But the communications work that went into that was years in the making, and it's just fascinating. So I think if you're going to be a comment, you can't miss Desmond. He's also one of uh, the time 100 people this year. I think it's the 100 most influential people in the world. And Stacey Abrams actually wrote his, uh, they have brief, um, I guess, bios or descriptions. And she wrote his, which was unbeknownst to us uh, when he won the award, which is pretty cool. Uh, so that's one of the sessions that I'm most excited for. Well, it's it's really exciting. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. It's amazing what the communications network continues to become, and I just look forward to what it will continue to become. ton of thanks to you. Obviously, we have to pay, put credit where credit is due with Sean Gibbons, uh, as who's the CEO, who's done just amazing work in these last, uh, coming on five, five-ish, six-ish years, uh, and the board. Any last thoughts for, for our folks out there who are champing at the bit to get themselves down to Austin about what what to think about or what to why they should be so excited. Uh, yeah, Eric, and also to just echo what you were just saying about um, gratitude to the board and Sean, um, I just also want to mention that there have been an incredible amount of people who've stepped in and taken larger leadership roles this year. And it's really, I think, what is transforming the conference and helps it grow every year. So again, from our community ambassadors to the host committee, breakout coaches, our speakers, you know, you name it. And my point of mentioning that is because if you're coming to Comnet, and this is your first time, we'd love to have you, you know, involved next year. There's always room for people to kind of step up and take on a larger role at the conference. And again, it's one of the most incredible things to see. And I think what's really helping make the network stronger, especially talking about our core values of community learning and leadership. Um, We've been trying to make sure we ingrain them into really all of the pieces of the conference. Well, I couldn't agree with you more. And I just want to thank you again, Carrie Klein, the Deputy Director of Events and Community 
at the Communications Network, who speaks Mandarin, Tristan Mohabir, the Director of Operations and Editorial at the Communications Network, who won on Jeopardy. We're talking about impressive people in an impressive time. Thanks again so much for coming on Let's Hear It. We'll see you next week. Thank Thank you so much. See you in Austin. See you in Austin. And we're back. You know, Eric, it's it's time. Let's just do advertisements. Let's just do advertisements because that was great. And it's well worth it. I just let's just let's just do ads because okay. because you know now here, here I will say this the only the only thing that I think is a little bit bummer about doing this is um, as it is every year this conference completely sold out right <laughs> the wait list right it's yeah always it always sells, sells out, out. <laughs> it, no 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 it always sells out it hasn't yeah. not sold out for I don't know as almost yeah. as long as I can remember. It always sells out. If you, for folks who are who didn't get in this year, they they start start selling tickets. I do believe on the Friday when they announce the venue mm-hmm. for the following year, the Friday the so next a week from Friday whatever that is, um, I don't know the fourth or something like that of October. Just like go online, get your ticket, then you can yeah, go and, and apply for one of the scholarships. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Apply for a scholarship. It, yeah, if that's if that's appropriate, apply for a scholarship. And if you are uh, have the opportunity and you run a communications shop or you you just have the chance, bring somebody, bring a young person, bring somebody who could benefit from not just the not just the sessions and the information, but to build the relationships that will be so valuable for young people in their careers. So uh, you know, it's great. It's so it's you call it an advertisement, but I have to say that I, as someone who has gone for 17 years in a row, I I, I am yeah. no shill. I am there because this it matters to me and it's meaningful. True. So you know, no right. one put me up right. to it. No, no this is true. This is true. It. We do it because we love it. And um, and just as an aside, you know, thanks to the Rockefeller Foundation through the Frank Curl Scholarship, there are 31 people coming under those scholarships to the conference this year. So I think that's really amazing. amazing. So, Mr. Brown, this is your favorite week of the year. You've been coming to this forever. So tell us about your ComNet. What do you do? How do you approach it? What's it, what's on tap for you for this week? Ooh. You know, it's funny. I'm not a type A person. So I know people who have a list. They have all the sessions that they've already set up that they want to go to. They're checking boxes and things like that. I'm mm. not I'm not like that. I'm very excited about the keynotes, like each and every key- keynote mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. I'm really excited to, le- to learn about um, the work that was done in Florida to allow previously incarcerated yeah. people to vote. Obviously, I've heard of this person, Stacey Abrams. It sounds like she's very popular, and I ought to show up for that. Janet Mock, who uh, Billy um, Porter just got a an Emmy wow. from Pose, the show that she that she runs, and she's in. Uh, let's see what else. I'm I'm really excited about going to the LBJ Library on Wednesday, the field trip, and there. NPR is doing a kind of storytelling masterclass, and they know that it's going to be so popular that they programmed it in repeat episodes. So if you miss one, you can go to the other. There's there's just a ton of great stuff. I'm going to get some barbecue. I'm going to catch up with old friends. I hope I'm okay. One more thing. I don't want to bore people with this, but I'm actually not an extrovert. And and often if I go to a big conference, I do it so that I can catch up with people whom I don't get to see, mm. get to see in person. And so, and so, it's it's actually hard for me to meet new people. 
I, and so this year I've I've kind of made a point to myself to try and be a little more outgoing. Well, and you've got a good platform to help you with that, you know, because What's that? if only there was a podcast that was aimed at, you know, making this That's growing arena idea. just a no, little bit more no, accessible to us no. all. You know, no, if, no, no, no. That's a bad idea. I don't want just, a journey of discovery. Just, no I, journey of discovery. I think, what I want is I want a journey of forgetfulness. If only technology was portable, you could just bring some mics, you know, pack them in a carry on. And, what a you know, rotten idea. Maybe. Okay. Ooh, just yeah. maybe we'll get some, you know, <laughs> conversations. You reminded me that week. we are going <laughs> to. We actually forgot. Yeah. Like somebody, please, somebody, please do the Alzheimer's research yes, right. that we all want to need and deserve, so that I don't forget somebody. Uh, I forgot. We. I do believe I will be bringing some microphones. I think you will be too, mm-hmm. and we will be running and gunning and talking to people, and who knows what's going to come out of it? Yeah. And maybe a super duper special edition of Let's Hear It. But we will try to hear from a lot more folks and to capture the voices of uh, a variety of people in our field to hear, hear from them, what they have to say, learn their stories and all that. Absolutely. And um, just this agenda, this conference, the schedule, all of the topics, it's a tour de force as it is always, you know, frankly, my only (laughs) one comment I would make is that it's tough. You know, these are one hour breakouts happening concurrently and there's like a dozen things and all of them are worth attending, you know? So, um, yep. So in, in, in just many of the themes that have been coming up, what it sounds like you've got something you want to throw in here. Yeah. You heard me say, yeah, I heard you heard it. me ex- exhaling, uh-huh. expurgating uh-huh. that there will be note takers who will be capturing uh-huh. what happened in the session. Good. So at least there's that. I don't think we'll all be, be videotaped or anything, although the keynotes will be streamed, but there will be note takers so that if you missed something, you can go back and at least find out what people were talking about. Communications Network 2019 coming uh, next week in Austin, Texas, of all places. So we'll be there from Wednesday the 2nd through Friday the 4th. And my goodness, uh, those of you going for the day of service will start a day earlier. That'll be on Tuesday, October 1st. The pre-conferences are on Wednesday the 2nd. And then um, the conference itself happening on Thursday and Friday. What a treat. It's going to be amazing. Thank you, Communications Network, for all the work you put into this. Thank you thank you for um, giving us time here in the run-up to talk more about it. And, and Eric, thank you for uh, that conversation. It's just it's so cool what's coming. I can't wait for it. Yeah, and people will see us in person, and they'll realize that we really are actually identical twins. <laughs> it's true. It's <laughs> true. Uh, our, our, our mothers can't tell us apart. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, which is good news for me because you, you got the good looks and the smarts. So I'm, I'm happy to come right along with that. <laughs> Well, thank you, Eric. Thank you, Communications Network. Can't wait to see everybody next week in Austin. And uh, I do want to make that pitch that we do a little bit of a debrief afterwards. We we, we grab some of the comment books and talk more about it. Okay, fine. Add things to my plate, Kirk. (laughs) What else is new? Tom Sawyer. Make a request. All right, Tom. See you in Austin. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you after Austin. Let's, Let's hear it. All right. See you next week. Bye. Okay, everybody. That's it for this episode. Please let us know if you have any thoughts about what you heard today or people we should have on the show. And that definitely includes yourself. We'd like to thank Maggie Brown, our intrepid production coordinator. Sarah Morgan, our tireless social and digital media maven. John Ali, the tuneful and inspiring composer of our theme music. The John S. and James L. Knight Foundation, the Limita Foundation, and the Heinz Endowments, all for their generous support for this work. Oh, and check out Heinz's terrific podcast, We Can Be, hosted by Grant Oliphant at Heinz.org slash podcast. 
Absolutely. And we certainly thank today's guest and, of course, all of you for listening. And thank you, Mr. Brown. Oh, no, no, no. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Till next time. (laughs) Let's hear it.